The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Friday, June 11th edition. Got a 13-game slate going down for you on a Friday. Hope everybody had a good Thursday. Seeing some green screens in the Slack chats. Always a good stuff there. I'm on Twitter at BDentric. If you have any uh, questions for me, get me there. If you'd like to join the Slack chat, let me know as well. I'll get you in there. It's free. Just get your email address. If you're looking for my written content, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the premium values article at rotoballer.com. If you'd like to be a premium member at Rotoballer, use promo code Bubba to get a discount on the rest of the baseball season, season long, and DFS all come together. Also, if you'd like some season long fantasy baseball, check out Bench with Bubba. Tuesday, episode 376 with Vlad Sedler. And uh, on Thursday, I recorded episode 377 with MLB Moving Average. Very good, very good discussion on the new baseballs, how they've affected barrels, how to evaluate uh, talent, which could help you with your DFS and season long. So check that one out. You'll really, really. Really get something out of that. But uh, most importantly, we got 12 games, 13 games, maybe 12, 13 for now, maybe 12 for you on this Friday. Uh, rain yet again in Washington, about 70% chances between the Giants and the Nationals. So keep an eye on that one. But for now, we'll talk about it just like we talked about it on Thursday. Same matchup, Scherzer and Disclafani. But let's talk pitchers on this slate. Big, big slate. And we got some aces. You got Scherzer still in play. He's 11 5. At home against the Giants, nothing's changed there. Very, very high ceiling, very, very strong floor. He's a cash game play. He's a tournament play, whichever you prefer. But more importantly, you get Jacob DeGrom at 10-3 at home against the San Diego Padres, $200 less than Scherzer, and he's been a million times better than Scherzer. Sure, the matchup, it might not even be that much different. Giants and, and Padres are, are kind of similar. In reality, the Padres have the better offense. But right now, the Giants' offense is much better. Give me Jacob DeGrom. Give me no weather concerns. Give me 11-3. At home against the Padres, the Padres team over the last few weeks, that's striking out 24% of the time with a 217 average and an 89 WRC plus versus right-handed pitching. Give me all the Jacob DeGrom at 11-3. Phenomenal price tag, phenomenal player, lock and load. Brandon Woodruff, 10-4 at home against the Pittsburgh Pirates. is a very, very strong play as well. Pittsburgh Pirates team is slowly getting it going, but still striking out over 22% of the time with a 220 average and an 81 WRC plus over the last couple of weeks. So Woodruff at 10-4. Great pivot off of Scherzer and DeGrom. No problem with that at all. 
very, very much in play. He's always underappreciated because Burns gets all the talk. But Woodruff's been a 20-plus point machine, ERA of 1-4-2 on the season. He's been great. He's a great pivot off of the chalkier to Grom and Scherzer if you're looking for a pivot on this slate. Uh, Giolito's 10-1 at the Detroit Tigers. He'll be very, very popular coming off seven innings, four earned nine Ks for 21 points against Detroit his last time out, dealt against Baltimore. He's basically got 20 or more points in four straight starts, starting to figure it out again after that blow-up. So Giolito at 10-1 you can go to. Honestly, I'd rather go to um, you know Detroit strikes out 27% of the time, but 87 WRC plus, 220 average. I get it if you want to use Geo. I totally get it, but I'd rather have Woodruff or DeGrom on this slate. I'll have some Geo sprinkled into my 20 max lineups. There's no question about that. But DeGrom and Woodruff where I want to plant my flag with some Geo behind it. Plus, you still have Scherzer assuming that game plays. So if you have four guys over 10K, I'd rank them DeGrom, Woodruff, Scherzer, Giolito. That's how I'd rank them. But just know the Scherzer game might not even happen yet again. So you got Geo against the Detroit Tigers. Not a bad uh, not a bad option C on the 10K and above price points. Going below 10K, they got Kershaw. Sure, you can use him if you want. He's facing a Texas Rangers team that you can definitely pick on. A team that's not striking out a ton, only striking out 19.7%, about 20% of the time versus lefties over the last three weeks. They are hitting 220 with a 107 ISO and a 72 WRC+. plus. So they're not doing a whole lot against left-handed pitching, but they're also not striking out, which is kind of something we look for. Uh, Kershaw can get the strikeouts, but he's also been giving up runs of late. He's 98. If you want to go there, sure. I'd rather play Giolito over Kershaw. I'll say that much. I'd rather play Woodruff over Kershaw 100% of the time. So Kershaw's in play, but uh, not as much of a lock as those guys above 10K. I'll pass on Snell because that's what I do, but he did pitch very well against the Mets in San Diego. His best start he's had in quite some time, but I'll pass on Snell. And if you want to be contrarian, if you're not paying up for the 10K guys we talked about, you can go to Sandy Alcantara at 9K at home against the Atlanta Braves. And Atlanta Braves offense that went into Philadelphia and just struggled. Wheeler is a great pitcher. He dominated. Nola did okay, not great. But uh, Eflin was phenomenal against Atlanta. Like Atlanta scuffled big time in a very, very good ballpark to hit in in Philadelphia. Now he goes to a pitcher-friendly Miami against Sandy Alcantara, who threw a gym against Pittsburgh, got beat up at Toronto. That happens. Then threw a gym against Philly twice in a row, beat up against the Dodgers. And shut down Milwaukee, Arizona, Milwaukee, uh, Giants. We had some fun with them. So really, really good spot here against a scuffling Atlanta Braves team, an Atlanta Braves team that is striking out almost 28% of the time versus right-handed pitchers over the last three weeks. So definitely something to look at there with Alcantara. They are hitting 259 with a 207 ISO on a 118 WRC+. plus. So as you'd expect, a lot of power from the Atlanta Braves, but a ton of strikeouts. So Alcantara at 9K, nice GPP pivot if you want to be really, really different. You could say the same for Kitty at 86 against Minnesota outside of them taking um, Chapman deep twice in the ninth with Cruz and Donaldson. They've been very, very quiet of late. They just lost Kirilov to an injury as well. So that offense is getting beat up over and over again. So if you want to go over Kitty, you can. He was great in his return to the, from the IL, but then scuffled a bit in his last start. So GPP only. I'd rather have Alcantara at 9K than her Kitty, but he's okay. Now, if you listen to this show enough, you know where I'm going with this next one. Still too cheap. He was in the 7Ks for a while. We've locked Otani in time and time again. Well, they moved him up to 81. That's nice. I appreciate it. But it's still too cheap for an ace. We know the volatility with Otani. That's why it's tough to play him in cash. But he's too cheap. And he goes up against an Arizona Diamondbacks defense or offense, striking out almost 27% of the time versus righties with a 220 average, 100 ISO, and a 67. 6 7. One of the lowest WRC pluses, if not the lowest, over the last three weeks 
versus right-handed pitching. So Shohei Otani, as long as he's not walking, guys, which is a big if sometimes with Otani, is in one of the best spots on this slate. He's 8100 bucks. He should be priced along with Lucas Giolito at 10-1, if not higher, maybe 10-3. Like, he's too good at this price point. So you use him as your SP2. If you want to use him in cash, it's fine. I prefer him in tournaments than cash, but I get it. Pair him up with your Woodruff. Pair him up with your Scherzer. Pair him up with your DeGrom. Whatever you want there. But Otani at 81, phenomenal price point on the slate. I'll be overexposed yet again. A really good tournament play if you want to pivot off Otani, who should be chalky. Tyler Molle at $7,900. You know, the Giants took him to Poundtown. Happens. Good offense. Last three starts at Washington. Five and a third, no runs. At Chicago, five innings, no runs, one hit. At St. Louis, seven innings, five hits, two earned. He had eight strikeouts and back-to-back starts. He's had 28 or more DK points in back-to-back starts. And now he gets a very, very bad Colorado Rockies, road Rockies team at home. This is a big, big one here. Uh, we look at the Rockies at home over the last few weeks. I mean, on the road against right of the last few weeks, striking out 29.3% of the time on the road versus right-handed pitching. Almost 30% of the at-bats versus righties are ending in a strikeout for the Rockies, and it gets better. They're hitting a buck 68 with a .068 ISO and a 42 WRC plus on the road versus right-handed pitching over the last few weeks. The Rockies are putrid. Now, Great American Small Park can help with a lot of that. There's no hiding that at all. But this Rockies offense, you get them out of Coors Field, and they are dreadful. Those numbers I just read to you is bad, like really, really bad. So Tyler Molle, the day he got beat up by the Giants, his control was a mess. He was walking guys, and he'd hang pitches. Last few starts, walks have been much better. Strikeouts have been up, been a beast. So $7,900 for Molle is a phenomenal pivot off of Chalky Otani, or even if you want to just punt, like save some pitching in some of your lineups, an otani Molle pairing, very, very strong as well. Justin Dunn's returning from the IL at $7,400. If you want to go to him in a tournament versus Cleveland, no problem with that at all. Tariq Skubal, $6,900 against the White Sox, a White Sox team that's been pretty quiet of late, and Skubal's been outstanding. 20 or more DK points in uh, four straight starts, five or more innings, two run runs or less in all four starts, eight or more Ks in all four starts. He's thrown 21 innings over his last four starts and struck out 37 batters. That is pretty, pretty good, folks. Gets this White Sox team that we know loves left-handed pitching, but they're also striking out almost 30%, 29.6% of the time over the last three weeks versus left-handed pitching. They're only hitting 232 with a 188 ISO, so they got power, but a 105 WRC+. plus. So if they're not putting it over the fence and they're not striking out, they're making outs. Like It's, it's what they're doing with um, against left-handed pitching, and Scooble showed that to a T in the last start with them. We saw Robbie Ray absolutely dominate them for 13 strikeouts the other night. Ryu gave a one-home run, a three-run homer. Other than that, pitched okay against them. So now you get Scooble at 69. He did see them as last start. That's always kind of concerning. Uh, he'll be a little more popular than he should be at 6900 bucks. but a really good matchup against a White Sox team. No Robert, no, no Eloy, and they just lost Lick Madrigal. So they're big pieces to attack left-handed pitching. They still have Anderson. They still have Abreu. Grandal went deep. They still have tons of weapons. That's why they were the best team versus left-handed pitching. It's also gone down a bit, too. So you can definitely look at uh, Scooble at 6900 if you want. Cole Irvin at 66 if you need to. I'd rather pass, but he'd be the other option here. And then your your last, last punt if you need to. Keegan Aiken, Baltimore at Tampa Bay. Aiken's made two starts. Uh, he's on four and two-thirds in five innings. Uh, one earned run in those two starts combined. Four Ks in each start. And he's thrown up to 94 pitches, so he stretched out. It's just a matter of uh, going a little deeper in games. And you get a Tampa Bay team who 
Um, it's hitting a little better of late. Won't deny that at all, but still striking out almost 25% of the time versus lefties with a 210 average, a 148 ISO, and a 95 WRC plus versus left-handed pitching. So if you want to punt with a 5K Aiken, no problem with that at all. So recapping your pitching, 10K and above, I got it ranked DeGrom, Woodruff, Scherzer, Gilito. All great options, but I want DeGrom and Woodruff out of that bunch. You can go Kershaw if you want, but I try to pay up for either Gio or Woodruff if you can above Kershaw. Alcantara is an intriguing tournament play, but Otani at 81 and Molly at 79. I like those two a lot as your SP2s, or if you want to pair them together and save some money, no problem with that at all. Pretty much, I think Otani with Woodruff or Otani with DeGrom is going to be some of my more common pairings on this slate. And then you have Tariq Skubal at 69 and Aiken at 5K to round out your pitchers on this slate. All right, bats on a 13-game slate where I should have tons of offense to go with all that pitching. Catcher's position, you got Sal Perez versus the lefty Irvin at 51 if you're paying up. That checks the boxes for sure. Um, but slating on down for some savings, you got Osmani Grandal at 45, went deep on Thursday. He's in play for you. Um, Lamar Narvaez versus DeYoung. I like Milwaukee because DeYoung, as you guys know my joke, is not the long for these games. I've said it on Rotoballer Radio on Sirius XM. I've said it elsewhere. My dad jokes have no end. So Omar Narvaez at 41, big fan of uh, that as a value play. But you can go cheaper, like Tyler Stevenson versus Freeland. He's been hitting cleanup a lot from the right side of the plate versus lefty Freeland at 36, really, really or 39, sorry, really, really nice value versus Stevenson in his matchup. Um, but even cheaper, like I like the Stevenson call at 39 uh, quite a bit if you don't want to completely punt the position. But you can you can punt catcher if you want. Like Max Stassi at only 31 versus Kelly is a phenomenal price point. Stassi's hitting 364 over his last 10 games, averaging 10.1 points per game. Since he's come off the IL, um, he's put up 9, 7, 19, 0, 30, 21, and 10. He's hit safely in all but one game since his return from the IL with multiple hit games in four of his last five games. He has a double homer, double homer, nothing, a homer. Those are his extra base hits in his last five games. Like The dude is raking right now. He's 3,100 versus Merrill Kelly. Probably one of your best values to the catcher on this slate. So don't, uh, don't sleep on Max Stassi on this one. Uh, other catchers potentially you got Maldonado over Shoemaker at 27. Shoemaker's garbage. The Astros should be extremely popular for good reason. Uh, Ryan Jeffers at 25 versus Kitty. If you're looking for that punt, and then um, the Toronto Blue Jays rookie will be dirt cheap. Riley Adams is 2K versus Garrett Richards, so he's your uber punt if you need it. First base. Uh, Max Muncy at 55. you got to love some Dodgers versus Mike Fultonevich on this slate. So Muncy at 55 is very in play. You could look at Olsen at 54, but give me some Muncy at 55. Don't mind Olsen, just the ballpark and everything. We'll look at Muncy. Uh, Pete Alonso, a nice contrarian play versus Snell at 53. I have no problem targeting Snell. Vladito in your Toronto stacks, sure. Um, I'll say, we'll say this much. Freddie Freeman probably won't use him on DK at 51, but and I like Alcantara. But on Fandle, for some reason, Freddie Freeman's $2,800. So if you're playing some FanDuel, folks, you got a free square. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I know he's been slumping a bit. He took Naris deep in the ninth on Thursday. Maybe that'll wake him up a bit. But 28 for Freddie Freeman, pretty bad stuff. Uh, Trey Boo Boo, 4900 bucks versus Yarborough. Like that because I love me some Baltimore again tonight. Shocker, I know. Uh, Yuli Gurriel went uh, – I believe he went deep on Thursday. Yeah, he did. He went deep on Thursday against a lefty. Hello. He's 4500 bucks for a shoemaker. It's not a lefty, but it might as well be because shoemaker sucks. He doesn't strike guys out. 13 runs in his last two. Like He's just bad. So give me Gurriel on the Astros at 45. 
Um, cheaper guys, if you want to go Josh Bell versus Disco at 42, you can. But Jared Walsh at 42 versus Kelly, not too shabby. I don't mind Miami action again. You got Aguilar versus Morton at 4100 bucks uh, as a part of a Miami stack. Um, Dan Vogelbach, I mentioned DeYoung. Vogelbach's only 38. Vogelbach went deep on Thursday. Really good look against DeYoung in this one. So, so uh, remember, remember him when you're building those lineups. Other than that, like Mitch Moreland's 34, if you're looking for that kind of value on this slate. Ty France is only 31. He could come into play for you. Wish Rahadi Telez would start hitting. I love that man. Like uh, Bobby Bradley's 28 versus Dunn as a punt play. And Bobby Dahlback, he's starting to heat up a little bit because Boston is hitting everything. Boston should be in another shootout tonight against Toronto. Dahlback's only 21 versus Ross Stripling. So if you want an Uber punt, you can definitely go there. You know, he went 0 for 0 for 0 for 1 for 4. But uh, on Thursday night, he had at least two knocks, I think, a big basis-clearing double, quite productive in a tournament at 2100 bucks. Second base position, again, you got Muncie at 55. We got Tuve, he went deep on Thursday. He's 54. Um, right-handed bats have hit are averaging two home runs per nine off of Shoemaker. Lefties are doing just fine, too. But don't forget righties against Shoe. So Altuve at 54 is uh, very live in this one. Whit Merrifield at 53 versus Irvin is not bad. I'd probably pay up for Altuve in that environment in that game more so than Merrifield. And I love Whit Merrifield, so don't get me wrong there. Uh, Simeon's 51. We always talk about Sim, Dog, and his matchups. Uh, Jed Lowry went deep on Thursday. He's 46 for Singer. But uh, Ozzy Albies again cheap at 43. If you're attacking Alcantara, it's very iffy and very sketchy, but he's 43. I'd rather Jonathan India leading off at 42 versus um, Kyle Freeland because Kyle Freeland should get uh, taken deep a few times in this game. India can at least get on base or go deep. Uh, so 42 for India leading off in a, in a red stack like that quite a bit. Uh, Polanco at 4K versus Kitty. If you're fading her Kitty, he's in play for you. Other than that, though, that pretty much wraps up second base. Outside, I mentioned Brendan Rodgers is a value on Thursday. He went deep. He just his price point alone at 31 makes him a value, and so does Christian Arroyo. Arroyo, another big game for Boston. He had a big, big home run. He's 2900 bucks versus Ross Stripling. So you got like Arroyo's cheap, Dahlbeck's cheap. You can get some cheap pieces of um, of good old uh, Boston to go with the rest. Um, and then Donovan Walton, if you want a major punt, because the volley pitches to a lot of contact. Donovan Walton's for Seattle. He's 2,400. Third base position, you got Jay Ram at 58. It's always in play. Devers at 56. Great play versus Stripling. Bregman at 55. Phenomenal play. So you got three big dogs up top. I go Bregman, Devers, Ramirez in that order for the top three third basemen. because I just love Houston that much tonight. They're the hottest team in baseball. Get one of the best matches in baseball yet again. So keep attacking, attacking, attacking with the Astros. Going down the, the chart here, though. You can look at Brian Hayes versus Woodruff as a tournament play just because Hayes is doing so much, but really not trying to go out of my way to fade Woodruff. I'd rather pay 45 for Suarez versus Freeland versus a lefty in Great American Small Park. That's an angle we like to attack over and over again. Some cheaper options, though, like Luis Urias for Milwaukee's 37 if you want to get really weird, not running to play that. Kyle Seeger at 35 is a decent value against Aaron Savali. I got Yandy Diaz versus a lefty at 34. Nice value there for Yandy as well. Hunter Dozier's 31 versus a very hittable lefty in Irvin. So you got some values at third base, but in reality, you're probably just going to pay up for the big dogs. That's what you're going to do uh, outside of maybe an Eugenio Suarez at 45. You're probably paying up at the third base position tonight. It just makes the most logical sense on this slate. Shortstop, Tatis is always in play with DeGrom, so probably not tonight. Um, Trevor Story, maybe he's back from the I.L., but 
Bogarts at 54, Correa at 52. You can even look at Anderson in a tournament at 51. Give me Correa at 52, then Bogarts at 54. Love Correa, love the Astros. You should figure this out by now, but we are all aboard that train. But if you want to save some cash, Jazz Chisholm went deep for us on Thursday. The Marlins went off for us, as most know. But Chisholm at 46, nice little value against Morton. We keep running out. Like I was telling someone, even if we're not fully stacking the Marlins, Chisholm and Marte are one-off viable, two-man stack viable almost every night the way they're hitting the ball right now. So Chisholm at 46, I like that quite a bit. B cross 43 if you want to get weird, sure. William Domus at 41, Ahmed Rosario at 41, Jorge Polanco at 4K. So you got some low 4K guys there. I'd try to get up to uh, 46 for Chisholm if you could, but those guys are in play at the low 4Ks. Don't, don't hate them if you need to go there. Gavin Lux was a nice value at 36 versus Fulte, and so is J.P. Crawford at 35 versus Savali. Crawford's been swinging it really, really well. So if you want to save some cash, go Lux or Crawford, you can. Or go 3200 bucks to Freddie Galvis versus the Yarbrough himself. Or Taylor Walls at 3K versus Aiken. So if you want to save even more from the Lux world of things, you can go down to Freddie Galvis and Walls at 31 and 3K, respectively, if you're looking for those kind of actions as well. All right, outfield, 13-game slate loaded, as you'd expect. So here's some of the ones we're looking at. There's going to be many, many of them. Always can Acuna if you want. You got Meadows and a Rosarena versus Aiken. Sure. Maybe Yelich gets going versus uh, DeYoung. I love Soto. I just don't think the game's going to play, but he's a very good play. Like Mitch Hanniger's 5,400. He double-donged on Thursday. Most to go lefties versus Savali. It makes sense. But if you're stacking Seattle as a cheap stack, pay up for Hanniger in that stack. Mookie Betts, he's continually hitting baseballs. He's really, really smacking it around right now. Went deep for you on Thursday. He is 53 versus Fulty. Again, most to go to lefties versus Fulty, and for good reason. But don't sleep on our man Mookie Betts either. Um, going down below the 5K range now, you got Castellanos might be one of my favorite plays at 48 versus Kyle Freeland. Cassie's hitting like 340-something on the season. He's mashing everybody, but he especially matches his lefties, especially at home in Great American Spall Park, especially lefties that stink like Kyle Freeland. So Castellanos at 48, you can jump on that train. Cruz went deep on Thursday. If you want to keep riding it, you can, but give me Castie at the same price point all day long. Cody Bellinger, 47. Nice little value play for his potential against Fulton Evich. But Stalin Marte's at 46. We love it. Talked about that already. So don't hate that. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez at 44 if you're stacking Toronto. Chris Taylor at 44 for the Dodgers as well. If you're stacking the Dodgers, I wouldn't prefer him as a one-off. But you can as a stack. Uh, Verdugo's only 43 versus Stripling. Nice little price tag there. Um, Jordan Alvarez at 42 versus Shoemaker. Jordan Needs to get going. He kind of is. He's put up double-digit points in two in the last two games. He has double digits in three of his last four. He's hit safely in four of his last five. Could be a nice price point at 4200 bucks for Shoemaker in that matchup. So Jordan at 42 Nice little value for you. You got Avicel at 41 If you're fading to DeLong, you can do that. Uh, Benintendi's in play. I can't believe Lamonte Wade Jr.'s up to 4K. That is depressing. But Justin Upton at 4000 leading off for the Angels against Merrill Kelly. He's very much probably more a one-off. I'm not really looking to stack Anaheim in that game, but Upton's a nice little cash game play with some tournament appeal. Um, Kiki Hernandez had a nice Thursday game. If you're stacking Boston, don't sleep on him. Below 4K now, you got Schwarber if you need to. You got Naylor, but Kevin PR, a nice tournament play versus Snell at 3800 bucks. I'm off a double dong in his most recent game. Michael Brantley's back from the IL. He's only 38 versus Shoemaker. Um, that's a very nice value. Like You can get... Uh, Alvarez for 42, Brantley for 38, and, of course, you got Kyle Tucker for 37. So there's a lot to like there. Our Baltimore boys are cheap. Cedric Mullins is 37. 
So you can jump on that train 100% of the time if you choose. Uh, Lower Discovery Yell at 35 is not too shabby. Maybe Matt Beatty cracks the Dodgers lineup at 35. Nice value versus Fulte. He's in play. Uh, a few other guys as you get down here. Mount Castle is only 33 versus Yarborough. I like that a ton if you're stacking up some um, some Baltimore action. Our boy Manny Margot is only 32 versus a lefty. You know the drill. Like I like Aiken. I like what he can do. I like his strikeout upside. But we also like Margot versus a lefty. He's thirty two hundred bucks. Should be leading off in that ball game. Hunter Dozier is thirty one versus a lefty, as we talked about. If you're fading Woodruff or you want to be contrarian, Brian Reynolds is three K, and that's a great contrarian value play against Woodruff. Uh, Santander is twenty nine as a value. Jorge Soler went deep on Thursday. He's really really struggled. But if you're getting frisky with a Royal stack, Soler is only twenty nine hundred, so that's not too shabby. But other than that, you know you're going to find value like Taylor Ward maybe. Uh, Gregory Polanco, if you're getting real crazy with Pittsburgh, he's 26. Um, really got to see what happens. Like Keen Wong for Anaheim, he's 2,500. Jake Fraley's 25. He's actually been hitting it pretty decent, so that could be a nice value for Savale. So, yeah, see your lineups. Like I mentioned, Walton at 24. Seattle's got a lot of value if you're looking for it. But you'll get different guys hit and miss down here when lineups come out. That'll really kind of spice things up for you. All right, let's recap the pitching on this 13-game slate. Up top, 10K and above, I rank it DeGrom, Woodruff, Scherzer, Giolito. Make sure Scherzer plays. It's nothing against Giolito. I just prefer those other matchups with their ceiling there. Um, Kershaw's okay. I'd rather have Giolito or Woodruff over Kershaw if I could. You can use Alcantara as a contrarian play because Atlanta's been sneaky bad lately. So you'll get Alcantara really, really low-owned. Love Otani, one of the better plays on this entire slate. Pair him up with one of the big dogs or pair him up with Tyler Molle, who's another great play, and he's a great pivot off of what should be a chalky Shohei Otani. Scoobles a nice punt at 69, and your uber punt is Keegan Aiken. If you're looking to stack, we love Cincinnati at home versus uh, Freeland. Love that a lot. You could look at some Miami versus Morton if you want. Not one of the better ones tonight, but it is a sneaky Low-owned play. Toronto-Boston, stack it all up. Stack it all up. Boston versus Stripling, I like better than Toronto versus Richards, but both very live on that one. Baltimore versus Yarborough is very, very nice. Not as nice as Cincinnati, Boston, or Toronto, but a very, very nice one as well. Um, You could look at Seattle for super value if you need to. Milwaukee versus DeYoung could be very nice, but keep going to Houston versus Shoemaker. Houston's my top stack. It should be chalk. It should be great because Shoemaker is that bad, and Houston is that hot right now. So stick with the Houston bats and then Dodgers versus um, good old Mike fulton So tons to like on this slate. If you have any further questions, I'm on Twitter at BDentric. Come join the free fantasy DJ and Slack to just give me your email. I'll pump you right in there. Also, if you want to see my written content Monday through Friday at rotoballer.com, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the values, premium values article, and then Tuesday and Thursday, the free DraftKings picks. If you're into season-long fantasy baseball, Bench with Bubba podcast. I got you covered there this past week. Episode 376 with Vlad Sedler and episode 377 with MLB Moving Average. Some really great content there to make you better fantasy players. Give rates and reviews on iTunes to all the podcasts. Would love that and help me out a ton. But more importantly, have a great weekend. Enjoy your friends, family, whatever you do for fun. Good luck on Friday. Good luck this weekend. I'll be back with you guys on Monday. But for now, this was MLB DFS Quickets, your Friday, June 11th edition. I'm out.